Hi, this is James Conner, and you're listening to 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. The challenges that he went through in college and coming into the league, man, he has, like, unstoppable heart. Gives to Conner up the middle. He's got a crease at the 35 of the 40. Stiff arms, breaks a tackle at the 50. Near side, 45-40. Shoves the defender to the ground. I know what I'm capable of. I know what I bring to the table. I'm going to get to another pro, but I'm going to continue to score touchdowns. I'm going to do all of that and bring this mindset to a team. The mentality to me is kind of what sets him apart. I start working them boys up. D, do what you do. Wolf and Luke, talk Cardinals. Now. Yeah, the uh, the running back room has been a focus throughout training camp, but in a good way, Wolf. Not, you know, we had the conversation earlier, the areas of this team that you're not totally confident in, or at least that I'm not totally confident in going into week one. Running back room, fine. You got James Conner. He hasn't played all preseason. You don't have to worry about him, you know, being hurt. He's good to go for the start of the season. You go out and you get Darrell Williams. You think he's going to be the number two guy. Maybe he still is the number two guy, but uh, but Eno Benjamin has really made his mark throughout camp. Uh, Keontae Ingram, I think, looks better with each one of these games. And Jonathan Ward is such a staple on special teams that if he's healthy, it's going to be hard to let him go. So you got five guys right now, and I know you said Dave Pash suggested on the broadcast, what if they just keep all five? Right. I said the Pentagon, David, knock it off. There's no way that's going to happen right there. They're going to keep four. It's interesting because if you go to ESPN.com and you look at the Arizona Cardinals depth chart, you go ahead and you look at it. At running back, they have James Conner starting. Okay. That's that's good. Good good call. Daryl Williams, number two. Number three, Eno Benjamin. Mm, and okay. number four, Keontae Ingram. And Her. that's it right there. That's all they... Now, once again, do they know anything? No. Say no, Onions. They don't know anything, okay? but I'm sure they know something. To me, it's just really interesting to see that right there because I honestly believe that's the way all of this could shake out. See, I, I think Daryl Williams is more backup to James Conner than anything else. Would you say James Conner is a dual threat as a runner and a receiver? Uh, Yeah. There's no doubt about it. James Conner is a dual threat. You know who else is like that? Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams got a little back, if you know what I'm talking about. He got a little size to him right now at 230-plus pounds. That's what Daryl Williams weighs. He weighs 230. Now, James Conner, 232. Daryl Williams, I think if something were to happen to James Conner, I think D. Will, he's the guy that would get the start. That's just me. Eno Benjamin is the true changeup Yeah, he's the change of pace, and maybe that's why. James Conner. Maybe that's why Daryl Williams is so seemingly locked in, although he did play a little bit in Game 4, and there, there was speculation. I think it was Pro Football game Focus. Three, yeah. Or, yeah, Game 3. Uh, it's all blur. I know. Um, no, but, but it's because of the, yeah, the yeah, last you're used preseason. To whatever the last preseason game was. Last year, though, he had 558 rushing yards, 6 touchdowns. But then, to your point, 452 more receiving yards and a couple more scores. Exactly right. So, for the role that they may want him in anyway, where he can do a little bit of everything, he was over 1,000 yards with 8 touchdowns last year combined, receiving and rushing, but I don't know how you just let that go unless right. he's looked bad, and he hasn't looked bad. And see, here's the thing. I love Jonathan Ward. Jonathan Ward is a football player. Special teams he, guy, he too. Is. So this and is he's a special you. teams guy. It is going to hurt. But Keontae Ingram also can play teams, and he's a solid special teams player. So because of that, just based on what Keontae Ingram has done in the preseason as well, when you talk about guys that have had really good preseasons, 
Choose Keontae Ingram. Yeah, he doesn't have the crazy stats that Andy Isabella has, but if you just watch Keontae Ingram, I think most Cardinals fans have the same reaction of like... I don't want to let him go. No, like, no, we, we got to keep it. He's ours. Let's just see what we have here. Maybe he's maybe he doesn't end up being anything, you know. But Be- before but the games, him. Luke, I thought you know what? Um, this is a guy. I think they're going to go ahead and they they could cut Keontae Ingram and get him back on the practice squad. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> that's what I thought. They showcased him too much. Now I don't think they're going to be able to to slide into the practice. But squad. I think you know when you say they showcased him too much, sometimes you've got to you've got to see a guy. You got to see what you have. You got to see what you have. And that's what they did with Keontae Ingram, especially in the third preseason game. That's what they did. They were not trying to showcase him, I don't think, to anybody else. I think what they were doing, let's let's see what you got, kid. Let's see what you got right here. And you know what? He played really, really well. I love his patience. When you go back and watch the game, go back and watch it if you DVR'd it. Go back and watch the game. When you look at it, look how patient he is when they're running the zone read. Just watch how patient he is when he's picking what gap he's going to go through. And when he makes that decision, man, he puts the plow down and he goes north and he's got a load. He gets low to the ground. I love how Keontae Ingram is playing. No, he and, runs like a running back. And I think more than anything else, Luke, I love the fact he knows who to pick up and blitz pick up. He knows how to protect and he knows who to protect yeah, against. To be able to step in and, you know, running back is a position where you can be a sixth rounder and be a really good player and have a great career. It, that's, you know, there are other positions where it's like, I don't typically get a lot of uh, amazing quarterbacks in the sixth round or left tackles or whatever. But you there are there are some very good running backs that were drafted late. But for him to step in like this, Wolf, and to already be able to, to blitz pick up, like you said, for him to already be, uh, you know, not a liability on special teams, he can already do those things behind the scenes that get you on a team. You already know he can run. He was, he was the lead back for Texas and the lead back for USC in his yes. college career. He can run. Yes. So we, coming in, you teased that the Arizona Cardinals get clarity in the running back room. Oh, yeah, they got clarity. They're not cutting Keontae Ingram. <laughs> that was the clarity they got. So if they're not cutting Keontae Ingram, they're not going to put him out there because if they put him out there, somebody's going to pick him up. Who's going to go? Because they're not keeping five. The thing is, Jonathan Ward didn't have a bad preseason either. He did not, but he had the misfortune of getting hurt. Yeah. Maybe you can find a way to keep him because he's hurt. I don't know. He's got that AC joint. I don't know. Yeah, but you, if you put him on IR right now, he's done for the season. Yeah, you don't want to do that, obviously. And even if you were able to keep him, at some point you bring him back, you still have the same amount of running backs, most likely. Uh, we are sending you and your Wolfpack to see the Cardinals take on the Raiders in Vegas, courtesy of Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas Sports Viewing Mecca. Just text Vegas to 620-620. Listen for your name next Tuesday for your chance to win. Plus, qualifiers are going to win tickets to the Cardinals home opener as well. That's Vegas to 620-620. When we come back, how regular season ready is Zaven Collins? We're going to ask former NFL defensive end Kyle Vandenbosch. He'll join us next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. (laughs) 
Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, it's football season. Playing this music, so you know it's time for Kyle Vandenbosch to join us right now on the Arizona Sports Line. Kyle, what's going on? How was your weekend? Good weekend. Good weekend. How's your trip, Wolf? Did you get the uh, meat sweats, uh, eating all that barbecue? There's no doubt about it, man. That play, you know all about Nashville, Tennessee. But, Kyle, I got to tell you, man, the dry rub, it was absolutely stunning. Meat sweats. Yeah, how, many times, how many times did you eat it? Well, you wearing sweatpants? You wearing sweatpants today with your last waistband? <laughs> yes. Why do you ask? <laughs> I just figured. Yeah, right. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Kyle, um, what did you think? You're watching preseason game number three. What did you think? What were your thoughts? Well, a lot of guys really showed up. Um, got some, you know, I'd hate to be Steve Kime right now. I'd hate to be Coach Kingsbury. Um, there's some tough decisions because there's um, a lot of players that put some good things on tape. Some guys that um, consistently, you know, Greg Dorch, Andy Isabella, um, it was their preseason. They're the story of the preseason. Um, it's, you know, it's hard to see them not being on this roster, um, but you know, there's several position groups that are so deep um, that, um, you know, I said this uh, post-game, but there is going to be, first of all, I believe, however this shakes out, there's this is going to be a talented practice squad, which has tremendous value when you have a 17-game season, and especially with the way injuries are already creeping up on this team. Um, you know, so there's going to be depth not only on the team, there's going to be depth on the practice squad, and there's going to be players that will be on other teams' active rosters after cutdown date. Um, and all of these things are good problems to have. Um, I just don't know, you know, what criteria they're going to base their decisions on, um, how these decisions are going to be made. And, um, you know, I, it's, it, I think, again, it's, it's a tremendous credit to the coaching staff, to the scouting department, to Steve Kime, um, because more than ever, the talent uh, at the backup position on the back end of your roster is crucial to making it through a season and getting to the playoffs. Talking to Kyle Vanderbosch, uh, Kyle on the defensive side of things. Cameron Thomas had a couple sacks on Saturday. Majay Sanders had a half sack. So there's your two third rounders. You know, it's preseason. I know it's a small sample, but now through these three preseason games and through camp, do you feel any better about the pass rush minus Chandler Jones? I do. I do. You know, that's one of the big things I've been looking for um, through the first two games. Um, Cameron Thomas and MyJ Sanders and even Jesse Lucetta look like um, they belong on an NFL team, but they didn't necessarily look like um, they'd be big time contributors this year. You know, they could you could use them in spots. Um, they could contribute on special teams, um, but being making a difference at outside linebacker, um, I wasn't quite sure. Um, now I feel a little bit better about that after this preseason game, and, and I, I particularly feel good. Um, after the second preseason game, seeing the way Dennis Gardeck is moving, the way he's able to corner, how fast and explosive he looks off the edge, and how productive Devon Kennard. I feel like he's really done some things um, to change his body, to change how um, 
how he approached the offseason. And he was extremely productive in limited reps in that second preseason game. So, um, you know, the cover's not empty. Saying that, um, you know, I would like some resolution to whatever the Marcus Golden situation is. Um, you know, the whole conversation, the offseason has been about who's going to line up opposite of Marcus Golden. Well, and everybody penciled him as, you know, a double-digit sack guy, so we just need to find an answer on the other side. Well, there seems to be some sort of mystery, um, you know, since he hasn't practiced in three and a half weeks about what's going on with him. So I hope that that gets settled soon, and then I feel like I feel pretty good about the outside linebacker position. So, Kyle, tell me a little bit about Zayvon Collins and how he played in game number three and how you're going to approach Zayvon Collins for week one with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, it, it was a lot of the same. Um, it, you know, um, listening to Coach Kingsbury, anytime he's asking about him, um, and he's asked about Zayvon Collins, he'll say, you know, when he just pulls the trigger, um, then he's good. When he um, just reacts to what he sees, he's good. Um, you still see a little bit of the hesitation, and at inside linebacker, there can be none. So, you know, in, again, in his limited reps, I thought he looked good. I thought, um, you know, you can see how physical he can be. He ran over an offensive lineman and, and made a bone-crushing tackle in the game. Um, but to me, he's a player um, I wish he could have, you know, he's one of the only projected starters that got any reps in preseason games, but I wish he could have gotten more because, um, yeah. you know, it's it's for him to trust his eyes and trust what he sees and just go it takes rep after rep after rep and practice reps. Um, you know, they're beneficial, but it's not good enough um, because you're, you're seeing your own offense. You're getting used to your own offense. You need to see different offenses and you need to just be able to pull that trigger. And once he um, stops thinking and is able to pull that trigger, once he's able to recognize which blocker is coming from him, hit him, uh, separate with hat and hands and shed, um, he's going to be a lot better. And that only comes with, um, you know, game experience. Yep. Talking to Kyle Vandenbosch. Kyle, you mentioned how tough it would be to be Steve Keim right now making some of these cuts. I have to think the running back room is right at the top of the list of the toughest ones to cut down. Wolf and I have been talking about it. I don't know how you can keep five guys, but I don't know how you can let any of those five go either. No, and, I, you know, I've been listening to your discussion about it, and I agree. Um, it's kind of a log jam there. Um, and um, a lot like you talked about, I think conventional wisdom was when they signed Daryl Williams, he's your backup, and then the battle becomes uh, for three and four. Saying that, you, you just don't hear much coming out of the Cardinals camp about Daryl Williams. Um, you know, we've only seen him in a handful of snaps in, in preseason games. Um, I, you know, I have to think that if it's close between – Daryl Williams um, and Eno Benjamin and, and Keontae Ingram and Jonathan Ward. Um, I, I think you go with the younger players because um, you know what Daryl Williams' ceiling is. He's he's probably at his ceiling coming from um, you know a pass heavy offense in Kansas City. Um, and you know Keontae Ingram looked really good, and you've got him under contract relatively inexpensive for the next few years um, and he's going to continue to ascend he's um, as good as he looks in this third preseason game um, he's only going to continue to grow and get better and and learn so 
Um, you know, and, you know, again, a lot of it is, is if you're not the starter and you're not the backup. And, and I tend to think that throughout the offseason that Eno became the backup just based on the amount of times that he got unsolicited praise from the coaches, from teammates. Um, I think that that decision probably was made coming out of summer, um, even before training camp. Um, and so I don't know that you can – Keep Daryl Williams as potentially a third guy, the third running back, when he's not a special teams guy. And you have Jonathan Ward and you have an up-and-coming rookie that really um, showed that he is capable of, of making plays, of running the ball hard. Um, and I hear Wolf talk about, the, you know, the thing I saw from Keontae, um, Keontae Ingram was uh, early in the game, he hit the hole hard, put his head down, and moved the pile, which is what you're looking for when he comes in the game. And But he showed a change of pace. He he looked a little bit like Le'Veon Bell waiting for the blocks to set up yep. and read the blocks. So he's he's got that change-up. He's not a one-dimensional back. He's not a guy that's just going to run into darkness and get you turned for yards. He is a guy that has the potential to have the big game-breaking play as well. So you you think Daryl Williams might be in trouble? Is that what you said? I, look, well, I have no idea. I mean, no, I, no, I'm not I, out I there every day of practice, but no. um, I I do. I, I actually I, I I do. I mean, look, Daryl Williams was brought in as a one year rental, a guy that filled a hole in the off season. Well, you draft players kind of hoping that they can develop at some point and fill those roles. And, and to me, Keontae Thompson looks more ready at this point than I expected him to be. Um, so do you potentially risk losing a guy that is growing, that has shown some aptitude, um, and that you have under contract relatively inexpensive for the next few years uh, for the one-year rental? Or do you hang on to the young player that's going to continue to develop, learn, and could potentially – take over a bigger role down the road. Kyle, we appreciate the time as always, man. We'll the talk best, to you a lot buddy. throughout the season. Thank you. Thanks, guys. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Kyle. Kyle Vandenbosch joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. You know what? That might actually be the best argument of all. If you're trying to decipher what they're going to do with the running back room, you have Keontae Ingram for a while. If yeah. you keep him, are you going to let him go for a guy that you just rented for one year? Yeah. No, you're not going to do that. You're going to keep four and you're going to let Jonathan... No, not see, we're going to get an answer. We're going to get an answer in the do. next 24 hours. Uh, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Uh, the Cardinals are thin a corner, and they actually just cut another one. So we'll get into that when we come back. Did they get enough out of the preseason? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Hi, this is Buda Baker of the Arizona Cardinals, and you're listening to 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. I think Buda Baker, man, he's one of the most explosive players in the league. And we've got the Buda rule. Some one block Buddha. Looks over the middle, throws. Picked off by Buddha. That's it. Buddha seals it. Buddha Baker is the guy. He is the guy that everybody looks to. Just the way he plays the game sets the tone for everybody. You'll see. The world will see today. Wolf and Luke talk Cardinals now. Yeah, they got to get that roster down to 53 by tomorrow. And uh, they have let three players go, Wolf, in the last, I don't know, 15 minutes. Linebacker Joe Walker, offensive lineman Coda Martin, and cornerback Josh Jackson. Okay, so when I hear that right away, I think of Joe Walker. 
I think of Joe Walker, an inside linebacker, a guy that is really, really smart, uses his brain to make an awful lot of plays, a guy that has a lot of NFL experience. He has been around. He's bounced around, of course. Joe Walker. But when I think of that, why why would they cut them now? Um, Joe well, Walker in particular, I think they're cutting him. You're giving him a, a shot. Giving him a shot. Else, yeah. Exactly. Uh, Josh Jackson's name stands out because obviously they are thin at corner. And if you were holding out hope that the fourth guy on the depth chart might be able to move up a little bit, we don't, again, we don't know what's up with Antonio Hamilton. And Marco Wilson has not taken a step forward yet in camp. Doesn't mean he can't do it during the season. But, uh, you, then Josh Jackson, by all accounts, would have been the fourth or fifth guy, and now they have let him go. So if you're looking for yet another sign that they're probably going to do something in the corner room, beyond just the simple fact that logic would dictate they need to, uh, maybe that is another one. Overall, with the preseason, Wolf, you get the three games, the Cardinals didn't play like anybody that's going to be starting in week one other than Zayvon Collins, Marco Wilson, Antonio Hamilton, and you know maybe a couple other guys got some reps out there. But for the most part, it's not, hey, they didn't play Kyler Murray. They didn't play Kyler Murray. They didn't play Hollywood Brown. They didn't play Rondell Moore. They didn't play James Conner. didn't play Isaiah Simmons. Like, they didn't play Byron Murphy, obviously. Uh, they didn't play almost anybody. They treated this preseason, not camp, but the actual preseason games, almost like an obstacle they had to get through to get to the regular season. Yeah, you know, once again, though, this is the way that they're going to do it. Um, we have seen this from Cliff Kingsbury over and over and over again. I think of last year, I was all concerned. Cam Cam Cox of Channel 12 was asking me this after the game on the, the post-game hit that we actually did on Channel 12, Dave and myself. And I can tell you right now, it was like, listen, I had the same concerns. I was I was paranoid. That the Arizona Cardinals were, they were going to go out there and they were going to really stink because they did not play a lot of their starters, including Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray had four reps. If I don't hold me to that, but I think he had like four reps. I think he was one for four. Okay, for his numbers, yeah, four reps in in the preseason last year, and we all know what happened in Week One. They just destroyed the Tennessee Titans, one of the best teams in the NFL. Destroyed the Titans. And oh, by the way, won their first seven games. Out of the chute. And there were a lot of other guys that had not played as well. That's what I was going to ask A lot of other guys that didn't get a lot of reps. I feel like other guys played, at least some other guys played a little bit. But, I mean, you're right in the sense that... At least philosophically, the Cardinals last season approached it like this is kind of a, an obstacle to get to the regular season. I just feel like some guys played last year. No, you're right. You're right about that. There were more guys who played last year. I think this is philosophical for Cliff Kingsbury. Now that he's gotten, now that he's got the extension as well, I think it's a situation where he feels like, hey, listen, we know what you can do. Why would I risk you at all? Why would I risk you getting hurt at all in a preseason game when this is year five for you, Luke? I've seen you play the game of football. 
it's kind of like me. Even though I, my preference, it would have been, man, let me get like five reps. Let me get five reps in each game, please. No, no, hold on. Please finish let me finish do what that. you were going to say. You've seen me play five years of football, so you already know I'm on the team. I just want to hear you exactly say right. Exactly right. Okay. So <laughs> that's, that's all I wanted to hear. So, but you get my point. Yeah. I know you're a football player who's on this team. Why would I risk you at all? Yeah, Why? I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm, and, and maybe what you just said about Cliff having the extension emboldens him a little bit to, to yes, go a little bit out so. there. Because if you if you start the season and you get out of the gate slow and you're one and two or you're one and three or whatever, right. people are going to be like, yeah, you know what? You played the Chiefs. They were ready for the first game. Hey, you played the Raiders in week two. They were ready because they actually you know played some guys during the preseason. But if you're Cliff, you don't have to really worry about the criticism. you got to worry about what gives you the best chance sure, to win. exactly. But, you know, last year, doing this, not to this extreme, but doing this, you did start out 7-0. and So maybe he feels a little more emboldened is probably the best word to be like, I'm going to do this. If it doesn't work, probably not going to do it the same way next year. Yes. But, I mean, because they play three tough teams right out of the gate. All, all I know is this right here. Starting year two, year one, when you're a rookie and you're trying to prove yourself that you can actually play in the National Football League, prove that you belong, that's something completely different. Once I knew that I I could play on the field and play with these guys once I knew that I belonged in the National Football League year two, even though I would have been like, coach, give me five reps. Give me five reps. I can tell you right now, I didn't have to have any live reps, no live reps to do my job. You could have put me on the football field, and I'd know exactly, Luke, how to run at you as hard as I possibly could and take the spot above my eyebrows and stick it right on the spot below your lips. That's how we start every show. Okay, I mean, just saying. Boom! I I would have known exactly how to do it. That's my point. I, nobody had to teach me how to do it at that point in my career, year two in the NFL, on. Nobody would have had to teach me anything how to do my job. I knew how to do it at that point in time. Now, again, I would have preferred, give me some reps. Yeah. Give me some reps. Well, no how much way. of this do you think is that? How much of this, because unless I missed him, I didn't even see Rondale Moore in the preseason. The guy that, that you <laughs> I, know. I'm trying to sit. Uh, he played, I, I think, in the first, did he not? Yeah, the first not preseason much. game? I mean, not, not I, I, certainly I, I not get on it. Saturday. I don't have a snap count in front of me. But how much of who played and who didn't? But Rondale Moore playing? Um, I, I think they know what they have in Rondale Moore. Well, I mean, I respect the confidence and the decisiveness, and now let's see how it plays out. Yeah. I, well, I, just See, that's my whole point. I felt exactly the same. Well, Cliff, how could you do this? Yeah. Not play these guys? You're not playing a lot of the guys, Cliff. My goodness, the offensive line had one series in this <laughs> Cliff, do you know what you're doing? And, and what did they do? Just destroyed the National Football League for seven weeks. Yeah. No, they did So, didn't. you know, that's one of those deals, man. I do wonder how much of this was you go to Kyler Murray and you're like, okay, do you want to play? And he's like, eh. Because, I mean, Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes played. Tampa, Tom Brady played. That's the one I can't get past. But if Kyler's not playing, then do they say, like, if Kyler was like, yeah, I want to be out there for, for a couple series, well, then I assume they go to Rondale oh, yeah. Moore and they're like, guess what? You're out there, too, because your quarterback's going to um, be out there. Hey, starting offensive line? Get ready. Put your mouth guard in, please, because you're going to be out there. You're going to get five reps. Okay, five reps. He wants five. You're getting five. 
All right, we come back. Final segment of the show, and that roster's got to be trimmed down to 53 by 1 o'clock tomorrow. So what surprises could we potentially see over the next 24 hours? That's oh next. Boy. It's the Wolf and Luke Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Hi, this is Isaiah Simmons. You are listening to 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Star backer is a guy that plays linebacker, a little bit of safety, a little bit of dime. I mean, he's he's a star position. Star backer, that's my first time getting like a cool name to a position. Lance hit at the goal line, and he did not get in. Oh, what a hit by Isaiah Simmons. He's a star, you know, he can play whatever position. Let's go! Wolf and Luke, talk Cardinals. Now. Yeah, busy show today. It's kind of flew by, Wolf. Oh, music stopped. It was beautiful right there. You hit the post. <laughs> I did. You didn't even, even know it. Not even uh, playing. I mean, that's what I do all the time, of course, as the grandmaster postmaster. Uh, you can't name me. First of all, you give yourself a nickname. You can't have master in it twice. Well, yeah. You can't be the grandmaster postmaster. The grandmaster postmaster. <laughs> that, that would be like Isaiah Simmons calling himself the starbacker linebacker. Or, we'll just go with the postmaster general. All right. Because you deliver? Is that what you're... Uh, have you seen this hat, this ASU hat? I want this hat. No. Tonight, at the D-backs game. It's ASU okay. night. Corbin Carroll, of All course, right. making his debut. I want that. So are you going hat. tonight? No, or? I can't go tonight. No, I want this hat. I've been looking okay, at this hat for go. 28 days. Okay, well, do something about I, it. I don't know what that is. Get the hat. I, I'm going to find a way I'll to I'll let you open hat. your wallet for once. I would do that, but they don't sell that. <laughs> Where's my wallet? I think I lost that like a week ago. That was a shot over the ball, wasn't it? was. The postmaster... Grandmaster Flash, or yes. whatever you called yourself. I mailed you a little something, yeah. something. It didn't land. It did not get delivered. Uh, all right, so the roster is going to be down to 53. Um, it, maybe not by the time our show starts tomorrow, but it's gonna, it has to be trimmed down by 1 o'clock, so during our show tomorrow. Now, in case you're just jumping in, they did let a couple guys go uh, this afternoon. Josh Jackson is among them. Joe Walker, Coda Martin as well. But uh, but Josh Jackson again at that corner position. Wolf. Yo. So if you were if your thought was like, hey, Josh Jackson will step up and save the day, it won't be for the Cardinals. Doesn't look like. No, it isn't. Um, all three of these men also have in common the fact that they are NFL veterans. They have been around. They've been in the league three, four years somewhere in that vicinity. And because of that, I think the Arizona Cardinals are trying to let them go now. Get them out on the waiver wire right now so that everyone, you know, nobody's going to, because what happens is tomorrow when everybody, how many guys, you did the math earlier, didn't you? 864. How many guys? 864. Right, if, but if there's going to be those that are let go yeah, today. But I mean, if you're if you're taking every roster from 80 down to 53, so that's 27 times 32 is 864. Well, so that's so a lot of right there. Yeah. that's good. I do math like Andy Isabella. See, that is okay. So that's fine. No, you don't. Uh, but that's fine right there. Um, but you get the point, right? They're trying to highlight these guys, give them an opportunity. Oh, Joe Walk, Joe Walker's out there. Man, you know what? I, I like that Joe Walker. I, what do you say we might actually give him a try? Because we're a little shallow there at inside linebacker. You know, it's one of those deals. So, um, a class move. But, Our response uh, is go Ducks. Yeah, go Ducks. You talk about a duck that long, and you knew this was going to happen. Uh, yeah. Also, this is my big takeaway from the show today, Wolf. And this is how I'm going to answer any questions when people are like, "How how would you assess? Like, you know, how how did the show go today, Luke? Yeah. How do you feel? How, just how do you feel like you impacted the world today? It's going to be like Andy Isabella. Amazing. It was a great performance, and uh, that's what I do when I go out there and play. That's that's amazing. My answer to everything. It reminds me of Bart Scott, yeah. poetic justice. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um. So, 
wait. Can't wait. <laughs> right? Isn't that right, what yeah. you said? Bart Scott yeah. right there. Yeah, Can't wait. Thought we get to this point where we're comparing Andy Isabella to Bart Scott, but it works. That's yeah, where we are You know now. what, though? I love this, Izzy. Once again, I just want to say this quickly. If you happen to be listening right now, it is fantastic, man. It is fantastic that you feel this way. Um, take that chip off your shoulder, my brother, and bury it in your heart professionally I'm not talking about personally of course not uh, you never do that I, I'm talking about professionally take that chip off your shoulder and bury it in your heart man because it will never leave you and you will always remember the way it felt to be disrespected because that's what you think you were see to me I don't think that's the case I don't looking from the outside in Nobody nobody was more invested in you than the front office and the coaches, of course, for the Cardinals. Everyone wanted to see you succeed. It didn't work. Whatever happened, happened. And if it became personal, it became personal. Sometimes in a professional paradigm, it does become personal. Sometimes it does. The question is, what are you going to do about it well, the rest of the way? And, and what are you going to do about it? Bury the chip in your heart. He's doing something about it now. Now, he's got to do it in the regular season. But, you know, to your point, and, and as much as I like that mentality, and, and I probably have that in my life, even if it's not sports, if, if I feel the like... The underdog mentality? If, well, it, not in every situation, but if I feel like people don't think I can do something that I feel like I can do, I think a lot of us take that thought, that sort of mindset that he had right there of like, okay, well, that's extra motivation to prove you wrong. But to your point... He had one catch last year, and yeah. he had 21 the year before right. and nine the year before that. So whoever he was trying to prove wrong, I don't feel like it was the Cardinals. Now, he's taken a lot of criticism over the last few years. Some of it's because of oh, those yeah. numbers. Some a of it's because he was drafted ahead of DK Metcalf. But whatever whatever he's doing to get to this point, he just he has to do it in the regular season, too. Yeah, he does. And you know what? Um, you got to remember as well that you dug this hole. You dug this hole. Unless unless he ends up on the Rams somehow, then he does not need to carry it over to the <laughs> He can just go back to not doing that. Uh, anybody that you think might be a surprise move we see in the next Oh, hours? man, I know. Um, I, I do not. I'm one of those who I do not believe Daryl Williams is on the bubble. I, I think Daryl Williams is the backup to James Conner. If, in fact, James Conner, who is a, a threat to run the ball, a physical runner, and also catch the ball out of the backfield. Guess what? That's Daryl Williams. He's already done it in the NFL. He's got over a 1,000 yards combined last year alone. This guy has done it in the National Football League. Why would you cut him? It's not like he's got a massive contract. Why would you cut him? I, I don't understand that. So I think he's more the backup to James Conner if, in fact, James Conner goes down. Eno Benjamin is the change-up back to James Conner, in my opinion. And then Keontae Ingram at number four. Here's a guy that has totally developed, and he looks like a dual-threat guy. A guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield, a guy that can run the ball, and a guy that can hold up in blitz pickup. And oh, by the way, he's also a very solid special teams player. Just like Jonathan Ward. If they feel at all about Keontae Ingram the way you and I do, of like, yeah, you, you may have something here. You really got to do everything you can to not let him go. I don't know how you could let him go for Daryl Williams, who probably is just a rental. Now, 
I mean, the way you just laid it out probably leaves Jonathan Ward as the guy being gone. But I'm saying if they are specifically looking at Keontae Ingram and Daryl Williams and being like, yeah, they're about even, you, you, you can't you can't let the rental go. All right, that's it for us. Thanks to Aaron Maloney, Jesse Morrison behind the glass. For Wolf, I'm Luke. We got Burns and Gambo next on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station.